gentlemen welcome back to the prince podcast my name is michael dean and joining me today is mr big sexy and saxer how are you rough week in the courthouse but we got it handled ready to run all right well today we are joined by another special guest uh he is uh oh god one of the greats of the prince fandom uh, online social media I've been seeing this guy He's been bubbling up He's doing his thing And it was It's bigger than I imagined So I was like Yo we gotta connect up uh, So let's Give a warm Welcome to Mr. Eric Rogers Sir how are you Eric? I'm doing fantastic Michael How you doing? Man I'm doing good man uh, You know Just just loving More prints uh, And just keeping this thing Rolling now For those who do not know Who Eric is he runs the Paisley Five and Dime, and I want to let Eric because he could probably do it better than me explain exactly what that is. Uh, Paisley Five and Dime is a online resource for collectors of prints and related materials. So um, everything that's inside the Paisley family, all the related artists. Um, anytime you have a hard time finding limited editions, very rare records, promotional items, stuff like that. We we created a hub for the collectors to get to the sellers. Okay. Now and yeah, it's taken off. And so this is the like you said, this is the place like if you had I don't know, uh, the, the Love Sexy tour book and somehow it was signed by like the band you could have the you could post it on the the site, the Facebook group, and then people can buy it from you, or or you or you can go in there and find a lot of rare items, essentially. No, uh, oh, yeah, there's many, many, many rare items. There's uh, everyone in the community is allowed to sell. Okay. So if you have duplicates of items and you don't really know what to do with them, you can on the Paisley Five and Diamond sell. Now, in that, we've um, we've got a little over 5,500 members. Wow. So we do have to keep a pretty stringent set of rules, and um, it does follow a very strict guideline, but that's what makes it flow. Um, there is no negativity in the page. Um, you start adding in negativity, I know how to subtract. I don't play. <laughs> I don't bring the stuff in there. It's all about positivity, and have you had your plus on today? Okay. Now, let me ask you this. We're going to get into some some other stuff here, but I, I got a question. Now, I don't know if there's a limit or, you know, what kind of items you can't sell, but I got something I think is hot that I think cats oh, yeah? want to buy. It is, and it's exclusive now. It's, this is something I don't think I've ever okay. seen it for sale before. Uh, so what I have, and this is from my, my uh, second uncle. Actually, I think it was... My mother's uh, cousin's first uncle, he was on the set of Purple Rain, right? Ooh. And uh, he was there at the Lake Minnetonka scene. And so what I have okay. is a little vial of Apollonia's breast sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I know Eric like the <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I give I give you two dollars. <laughs> I don't want know what that's worth. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, oh, I've been holding on to that, but oh, anyway, no. It, in all seriousness, um, that's uh, that's priceless. You should hang on to that. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I dip a little bit in my tea every morning just to get a. You know. But anyway, that must have been. Well, <laughs> but, but uh, let's back up. Let's let's back let's back up a little bit. Um, how did I want to know? How did you? personally get into collecting Prince memorabilia and, and just items and stuff? Mm. Well, into the memorabilia phase, it was, um, I think, going into the little mom and pop record store back in the day and um, finding records that, you know, I thought I had everything. You know, I had all the albums, I had the singles, um, 
and I wanted to collect everything I could get my hands on. And then finding something that I was like, wait, what's this? I don't have this. And, uh, you know, it was uh, limited edition, you know, picture disc or, you know, something that I I don't even remember what the first collector's piece I picked up was. But um, finding that and realizing that there's a whole nother world out there of a collectible market that is much better and much more interesting than the albums and the albums are amazing in and of themselves but to find out that there's another world inside of that world was a uh, sort of eye-opening for me and so i sought out to get every piece of the collectible memorabilia that i could and that opened up the world of realizing that there's no way you'll ever have it all ever mm. now it's so vast there's just no way to get now, I also wanted to ask you, so when I was actually talking about the limits, now, do you guys allow people to sell? Obviously, there's a huge bootleg sort of thing. Do you guys just deal with just sort of the official items, or what's the stance on that? Yes, official items only. Um, there's plenty of markets out there for the bootlegs, and um, bootlegs, in essence, since the digital age, are all but free. If you know where to go, if you just if you keep looking, you'll find them. You don't you don't need to purchase that stuff anymore. Right. So the online world and the digital media market has basically all but taken the uh, bootleg market away. It's still there because there's a vast market of people that don't know you can get that stuff basically free. So, um, no, I don't do the bootleg material and and. Uh, with good reason. Um, my page is monitored <laughs> very heavily and has been since the very beginning. Um, uh, back when the Paisley Five and Dime first started in 1993, wow! it um, very quickly got noticed. And um, I was contacted. And, Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, you got a big sexy. Got got the call, and um, so from that point on, you know, up until that point, I, I I didn't really monitor anything. It was um, if somebody needed help getting a bootleg, I would help them. If somebody needed help getting a promo, I would help them. And once I got that call, nah, I threw the brakes on, and you know, it's uh, all in all, what you do, Michael, you're here to support the legacy you were here to support the man and the ongoing legacy that's what i'm here to do too and if it was against his will when he was here then as far as i'm concerned it's against his will still now that he's gone and i i don't allow the bootleg material in there gotcha um you said you guys started in 93 in what capacity was the paisley five and dime going back then like how would a person have found it back then Oh, this was, um, wow, this is pre-internet. This was before Bill Gates and Windows got a hold of the internet. Um, back in early 93, um, most people didn't have internet access, and most of the ones that did were um, college students. And the campus had campus-to-campus um, communication, and the students could talk to other students all over the world. Well, you know, we Prince fans found a little way for us to cut a window in there so we could communicate with each other. And it was called um, the Prince Digest, the PPML. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Paisley Park Man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. Can you back up a little bit, Eric? Back up a little bit. You cut out there. You said the PPML or Prince Digest, and then you kind of cut out. What would you say after that? Uh-oh. Did we lose Hello? There you are. We lost you there. How about now? <laughs> okay. How about now? We good? Yes. Okay. Now, the PPML, at the end of the day, all the daily chatter that had been going on inside the page, you could download as a digest and just read it in text form. Mm-hmm. And... I noticed 
a lot of times throughout the digest, people were asking, um, I can never find the mountains 10 inch white vinyl, or I'm trying to find this act one poster and how much would it cost me to get it? And, you know, these promotional items, where would one go about getting them? And, you know, I noticed that there was a whole lot of people out there asking the same questions about collectibles that I was having. So I found myself answering all these questions every day and trying to help people out. And uh, in that, it was starting to take over the page and clutter up the PPML. So as convenience to the other people that were not involved in the collectibles, I decided to move a separate branch over and everyone that had questions about collectibles bring it to me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, slight little technical difficulties there. You know, Paisley Park is tapping all our phones and, uh, you know, you know, you know what it is, but I'm just joking. But uh, Eric, so thank you for joining us back again. Now, we left off. I was asking you, when did you bring the Paisley Five and Dime to the Facebook platform? Well, after um, it came into the Facebook platform maybe three to four years ago. And I started noticing a trend with the collectors and the different uh, Facebook groups were starting to ask a lot about collectibles again. So um, I decided to set up a separate page, much like I did with the PPML, and relaunch it so that they could all reconnect again. And I had no idea how fast it was going to take off. Wow. So um, I'm curious, like, you know, I've, I've been checking it out. I joined the group as well. And, you know, a lot of that stuff, you know, I'll be honest, is out of my price range. I was like, this stuff is serious. But there's a lot of cool stuff in here. And I'm just curious because I know you've seen a lot. Like, what has been some of the uh, more rare items uh, to come through there? Mm. Uh, the Opus from 07. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, we had, uh, What's that? Oh, the Opus is, um, it is a set that came out, I think it was limited to, I think maybe, I'd have to look at the numbers, I think it was maybe a thousand copies, if that, and it was a, um, set that was going out for like the 21 nights. It was a collector's edition on that. It came with its own um, iPad loaded with content, uh, exclusive videos. Yeah. It's like $1,000 or something crazy like that? Um, It was like really expensive. They're usually going right around $2,000. Wow. Yeah, they usually get about $2,000. I mean, but the the original price of it was pretty expensive too, right? When they first came, I remember when they first announced it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't remember what the initial price on that was without looking. There's the collectible world is so vast that you know to have it all right there at your fingertips is uh, it's impossible. And I, you'd be a computer. <laughs> there's a few people worldwide that are pretty good, but uh, I, I think I hold my own pretty good. Right on. So so that's one of them. What's some of the other items that's come through there that's been pretty uh, rare? Mm, we just we just sold a pair of the peace sign uh, zipper pulls that uh, that were dangling that were dangling off of his zipper on his boots. Man, how'd you and, guys get uh, that? They were from nineteen eighty. <laughs> Can't always disclose the sources, but I, it was a, it was inside, and um, they are authenticated. It was from his boots, and it was just some that he had already moved past, wasn't using them anymore. And um, when we got a hold of them, we ended up selling them. And uh, a lady and her husband are trying to start their own little uh, well, I don't know the size I shouldn't say little they're trying to start their own prints 
memorabilia museum. So they purchased that as part of that collection. Wow. Man, Katz is doing it. Um, Katz is really putting in that work. They're starting their own own museum of print stuff. That's that's amazing, mm -hmm. man. That's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty impressive what some people have out there. I've, uh, we also brokered a deal for uh, two pair of his boots that were um, from 2008, 2009. Damn. They were um, made by Andre of Los Angeles. That's the, the exclusive maker that he had for his boots. Okay. And uh, uh, there was a seller in England that had bought several pair and was looking to unload two of them. So this guy in England finds me, contacts me, and I found the buyers here in the United States. What, you remember what they went for? Um, I do, but, you know, that's... Uh, I don't know if the, the people that bought them really want uh, I got you. prices <laughs> out there. So you want to put them on blast? It, it was... It was it was four digits. We'll just leave it at that. Damn, for some magic slippers. What? Listen. Yeah, magic slippers. <laughs> Man, that's crazy, though. But peace sign sneakers. I got pleated slacks. Pleated slacks. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Um, well, stop on me, Mike. What was, without saying what the item was or the buyers or anything, what was, what was some of the highest dollar amounts that have come through? through the five and dime in terms of items that sold? Mm, probably the highest price item I've seen total go through was for 3500 Damn. Mm. Y'all not and, playing over there. <laughs> no, no. It's, this is, you know, if you want to find the Purple Rain CD, and I'm not talking about the limited edition, you're just trying to find just the standard you know, regular old Purple Rain CD, you can find it there. But we also go all the way up, you know, sky's the limit, um, from clothing, zipper pulls, uh, his boots, um, promotional items usually do really well. Promotional items are highly, highly collectible. Okay. Man, so this is, this is very, this is for the casual and for the very serious, uh, you know, who want to find yeah. different items. Now, also, I know that, you know, you told me uh, you also have, uh, I think it's called P-Bay, which is an auction. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. I'm dead ass. Do you like that big sexy? Uh, <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> now, yeah, I'm assuming the P stands for Prince. You know, let's keep it clean. But. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if you're going to do Google it. Don't put the two E's on it. <laughs> That's a whole different one. <laughs> Google's going to bring back some stuff you don't want to see. <laughs> That's a different site they selling something like that. That's a different, whole other show. different yeah. podcast. That's, a whole, yeah, that's my uh, night. That's my nighttime podcast. We'll talk about that. <laughs> but 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 P Day P Bay. Excuse me, uh, man. Tell yeah. us about the auction site, man. I think that's a, an, an exciting thing you got going as well. Yeah, the uh, eBay is a great entity for what it is. But for a Prince fan trying to go through eBay, what you end up finding if you do a search on Prince is everything except who we're looking for. Mm. And it's very tedious to go through all the stuff that eBay search brings back for Prince, and it's not what you're looking for. So... Um, for, for for instance, you're not, for instance, you're look, you don't want to be buying those Prince Marky D socks. That's a hip hop joke. Go ahead, keep right. I, mean, <laughs> I, I would get some Prince Marky D socks. DM Don was there. You yeah. go. My wait, bad. wait, wasn't Prince I mean, Marky one of the fat boys? Yes. <laughs> but I digress. I'm interrupting the guest, sir. Go ahead. Oh, I'm saying shit. My bad. I, I was on uh, uh, Prince B. PM Don. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So I was listening to some of them the other day. That's probably why it's on my mind. Hilarious. Yeah, I love P.M. Don. Man, fat boys, now you taking me back. <laughs> 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 Stick them. Ah, ha, ha. St- 
Listen, I, don't get me started. Eric, go ahead, man. Explain P-Day to us. P-Bay, excuse me. Go ahead, man. man y'all, y'all turn it into the new disorderly. Hilarious. Oh, you know about the disorderly? Man, come on, man. <laughs> no, nah, nah, man, P-Bay, it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. And the reason it was generated was because the search problems on eBay and also because some of the stuff that was starting to come through the Paisley Five and Dime since he's passed away are items that don't really have an actual value because they've never been sold before. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really have a baseline price to really put on them. And the only way to gauge that is to kind of set it up and see what people, what kind of interest they really have. So I launched P-Bay to kind of generate some of those items, and none of the small items are on P-Bay. P-Bay is only for top-end collectibles and, um, or stuff that we don't really have a very well-known set price on. Wow. So I'm, I'm looking on here right now, and one of the first things that come up is uh, a Purple Rain hand puppet. Like, like the one, like he's in the mo- mm-hmm. with the movie on. Now, this is, is this is the actual one from the movie, or is this sort of a replica? Of it? Well, those were sold during the Purple Rain tour. Oh, okay, what, gotcha, gotcha. Um, the interesting part is, for many years, um, the tag on those says, I think it's thirteen seventy six slash seventeen. I'm doing this from memory. I think that's what the tag says. So for many years, collectors all over thought that there were only 1,300 of these available mm. because the slash denotes which number you have. So in this case, the tag says 1365-17. Well, what was funny is everyone thought that they had number 17. <laughs> so until recently, with the use of the Paisley Five and Diamond P-Bay and more people seeing this puppet, they've realized that that's not an actual accountability number. It's just some number that's on that tag. Um, and mm-hmm. that's that's got to be correct because, I mean, on the Purple Rain tour, there were numerous cities, thousands upon thousands of people in each city. So there is no way that they only made 1,365 of these puppets because you would have sold out within the first week of the tour. Right. So turns out all these puppets have that, um, 1365 slash 17. And I'm actually trying to go back and get some research done as to why that number was put on there. And some of them have, have a red tag with an elephant and some of them have a green tag with an elephant. But in the collectible world, those things are very important to know the difference. And, you know, anytime I spot differences like that, you know, as owner of the Paisley Five and Dime, hey, that's my job. I got to find out. So I dig wherever I need to dig to get that information. Okay. So you, you, man, you, you like a, a real interesting position because you're obviously you're a fan. You have a lot, a lot of knowledge uh-huh. about Prince, and so you're in a great position to sort of be a curator of these items, right? Uh, that come through. And to you know, mm-hmm. sort of make sure they're legitimate and sort of some history behind them. Um, if I was a person, and, and I'm being serious now, if I wanted to actually sell something, I, it was a rare sort of thing. Um, I contact you first through the group, or do I post it? And like, how does the money thing work and all that kind of stuff without going super into your business? But I'm just saying, as a seller, if I wanted to sell something through you, is there like, what's the steps I need to take? On the Paisley Five of Dimes, you can sell you can sell something today. Um, the process is really easy. There's a sell something tab at the top, and there's a start discussion tab at the top of the page. Um, depending on which thing you want to do, if you click on the sell something, it will give you an itemized lines to fill in with the price and description, and you need to include in there the asking price. We do not take offers. So you can't say this item is $75 or best offer. No, because that 
leads to a lot of clutter in the conversation below and it ends up eating up the space on the page to where the other people trying to sell their items keep getting bumped to the bottom. So mm -hmm. you set a price, that's the price. And you know, the people that are out there, 5,500 people looking at it, you know, they make up their mind. The first one that clicks in the comment box and says sold, there you go. And then you and the seller or you and the purchaser just start, um, private messaging, how you want to handle the money. Most of it's PayPal and, uh, they get a shipping cost and we've had a lot of very, 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 very successful transactions through there. Um, I get numerous messenger, uh, emails daily. People thanking me for starting the site. People thanking me for the work I do because none of this is paid. This is all just out of my love for the legacy and the collectibles. Gotcha. Okay. And then in terms... Yeah, yeah, you can go on and sell right now. Okay. All right. You know, I actually have something. I don't know if it's any value. Uh, and I'll say what it is because I want to hear what if you think about it. It is a script written by uh, Mr. Jerome Benton. I think it was for like a stage play or something. Oh, um, uh, it's for Hell's Too Hot. Is that what it is? It might be, actually. His cousin I think it's, gave it to me years ago. It's like, okay. <laughs> it'll be under, um, you probably have a title card on that or the cover page that says H2H, and it's for Hell's Too High. Yeah, that's a play um, Jerome was doing. Oh, gosh, he told me about this back in 96. We had a pretty lengthy conversation about it. Um, I think he actually did a few shows in Detroit. Okay, all right. And, uh, yeah, I, I never got a chance to see it, but Jerome told me about it. And I wanted to see it. I just, I didn't get to see it come into fruition anywhere near me. I have to, I have to look that but up. Yeah, man. if you've got a script, uh, yeah, pull that out. I'd like to see that just for um, reference. <laughs> Stop. No, you're, you're right. I will look this up. Yeah, because I've been holding on to it for so many years, and, I'm like, yeah, this might be a little something. This might, you know, if the stars had a line differently, he could have been Tyler Perry. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> See, you wrong, man. <laughs> Tyler is the man. We yeah, you wrong for that. Tyler is the man. Are you crazy? He could have been tricky. Tricky Perry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Okay, so, oh, I also know what I wanted to ask you about. I think this is another major deal. Listen, let me tip my hat to you, man, and salute, because you're doing, you're doing the damn thing. Tell the people about the third annual Paisley Midwest Party that's happening on July 15th. Yes, yes, I'm very excited about that. Um, uh, do you want to know about this one in particular, or the Midwest party in well, general. Well, tell us about this one coming up. Cause I know there may be some people who, who may not have known and be like, yo, there may be a few tickets left. We need to know what you got going on, man. So tell them about the new one. And then, you know, yeah, of course there, the legacy of it. Um, there are some tickets left. All the VIP tickets are sold out, but there are some general admission tickets left. They're $40. You can get them through me or you can get them through Eventbrite either way. But, um, it's, it's a yearly event. It's held in the big city of Winchester, Kentucky. That's very facetious. The town is <laughs> very small. He's on his Sheridan, Wyoming right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just about, uh, uh, it's about 20 minutes east of Lexington, Kentucky. Okay. And uh, this year we're bringing in Susan Rogers as our guest speaker. And we selected Susan because this is the 30th anniversary of Sign of the Times. Mm -hmm. And I approached her back in September in Minneapolis and asked her if she would be interested in doing this. And when I told her about me and the event and what type of fan base would be there, she hopped all over it. And we've been in contact ever since. Uh what other so so you got the great Susan Rogers going to be is she doing like a and a type of thing or what is, yeah yeah she's doing a and a and it's not the typical interviews that you've been seeing with her on YouTube 
or you know other various sites that are doing interviews with her. This is your chance to ask her questions. Okay. So every attendee, you can ask whatever question you want. Um, so you, you actually don't have to hear the answers that somebody else is supplying. You can supply your own questions. Okay. All right. And you guys having like what other events you got going on during this party? Is it it's like a real party? You got DJs and music and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, yep. There will be um, after Susan's Q and A, which that is unlimited. If Susan takes an hour, then she takes an hour. If she takes three hours, then she takes three hours. Um, for someone of Susan's magnitude. We want to give her entirely carte blanche to answer and disclose anything and everything she wants. Um, This year's main focus is on Sign of the Times, of course, because it's the 30th anniversary. But we're also going to be delving into conversations with her about the Camille album, about the Black album and the recording of the Black album, about the song Wally and um, the song Moonbeam Levels that has finally been released. So there's going to be some conversations about the Dream Factory session. So this is not your typical Q&A that you've seen interviews done with her previously. Right, right. Okay. And uh, will you guys have some of the collectible stuff there, or different rare items and things? Oh, yeah. We've, we've got a separate room for merchandise. Uh, the Paisley Five and Dime will have some items in there for sale. And I've also got vendors that are large collectors coming in to set up tables as well. Um, there'll be anything and everything you can think of to get. And um, if you're familiar with the oldest Prince fan was Mary Boyer, you've probably seen some articles on her. Um, she's quite popular in the Prince community because she was Prince's oldest fan. And and Mary passed away shortly after Prince did. And uh, her collection was enormous. And many of the items that she has, that she had had in her collection, are being um, handled by a gentleman by the name of Dennis. He's been selling a lot of them on the Paisley Fodadon, and he is going to be bringing them down there to the event to sell. Uh, Dennis is very close with Mary. Anytime you saw one, you saw the other. And he's very graciously taken over handling that and getting the disperse and making sure that the money is handled properly. Dennis is an outstanding guy. And I had the pleasure of knowing Mary. And she was she was an amazing lady. And if you're going to talk about Prince Collectibles, then she needs proper acknowledgement because the woman had the most amazing collection I've ever seen in my life. All right. And I absolutely pictures, adored it. Yeah. yeah, I seen some of the pictures. I think it was a mm-hmm. TV. Might have been a TV thing. Maybe it was just online, I'm mistaken. But yeah, she definitely had had it all, man. It looked like, you know, she definitely put in a lot of work to, to get all that stuff. Um, so shout out to Mary. Oh, yeah. Um, so again, just to let people know, man, it's July 15th, right? Where can they get tickets again yes, for sir. this? Through Eventbrite or through, through myself on the Paisley Simon Dime. All right. And tickets, general admission tickets are $40? General admission tickets are $40. And um, there are several of the general admissions still available. It is limited, so it, it, it can sell out. But there, as of right now, are, are some left. Okay. Um, the VIP are sold out. They're all gone, sadly, but, uh, yeah, general mission. And then after um, Susan's Q&A, there will be a small break to get the dance floor reset. And then during the intermission, we're going to open up the merch room. People are going to have a chance to go in, look around, pick whatever items they like. And then the music's going to start, and we're going to go until 2 a.m. with all prints all night. Love it. I love it. Definitely. So check that out. Third annual Paisley Midwest Party, July 15th. Get your tickets today. Oh! All right. 
<laughs> I wish I could do that. <laughs> it takes practice. Before we get out of here, I got to make sure there's another person I want to shout out with you, particularly uh, the young lady that uh, works with you, uh, helps you do the, yeah. the website. And actually, the first person I contact, I actually talked to her first, and she was like, "You need to get with Eric Rogers." I was like, "Yes, ma'am." But I want you to speak. What's her name, man? Uh, everyone online knows her, Santa Fe. Santa Fe. Uh, and uh, yeah, Santa Fe. That's where she goes by online, and um, that's my girl. <laughs> uh, she and I have been together for some time now, and she. Very, very, uh, very big Prince fan. Yes. Um, she grew, she grew up in Minneapolis. Man, and um, S- Santa Fe. Let's, yeah, she let's, grew up. I got to shout out Santa Fe because she says she listens to this when she travels. I guess she flies a lot or something. So yes. So Santa Fe, if you are listening yeah, to this, this is Eric. That, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, she's the one that hit me up to the the podcast, and uh, where she does a lot of travel, she'll listen to the podcast while she's flying, and uh, so she'll listen to you and um, to Dr. Funkenberry, mm-hmm. and you two by far have the most outstanding shows. I'm very impressed, and um, I stand behind anybody that's going to stand behind the legacy, and you and Big Sexy and all the other cogs in the wheel are definitely making sure that that, that train keeps rolling. And that's what we're trying to do with, with our thing. And uh, Santa Fe and I met in Minneapolis at First Avenue. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, being, a, being a couple who are both into Prince and, and being this into Prince, and actually meeting at First Avenue is mm-hmm. quite surreal. Hey, man, that's but she, th- that's think that's the coolest thing, and that's why I wanted to make sure we brought her up. Santa Fe, shout out to Santa Fe if you're listening. Yeah, we're talking about you. I see you flying. Yeah, but anyway, um, I think yeah. that is so cool that you guys are doing this thing together, man. And you guys put in a lot of work uh, on the site. Like I said, when I see the updates come through my timeline, I either see your name. Or I'll see her name, and I'm like, man, they they doing it. They they uh, found something that they both love, and they doing their thing. I had no idea that you guys met at First Avenue, so that's even just more icing on the purple cake, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like so dope. So I think that's another thing that yes, the five and dime is excellent, but the fact that again, Prince is bringing people together. I think that's just something that needs to be celebrated, man. So I salute to you, salute to the both of you. Uh-oh. Thank you. Thank you. And we also have another partner that helps us out, too, so I can't let it go without giving a shout-out to Alan Bradley. Alan Bradley, I brought him in as an admin also on the page. Um, Alan is in England, and he keeps an eye on the page while we are sleeping. So, you know, the different time zones really helps out because it keeps all the nonsense off the page. And um, if, you know, the fa- the fans that go around to these pages, you know that sometimes even a positive opinion gets met with some very negative resistance on some of these pages. Right. And um, when I when I built this page, I absolutely made sure that that wasn't going to be part of it, and that you know the no, negativity got to go somewhere else. Sometimes that can be a job yeah, into, it, it into no itself. And uh, so shout out to Alan. For, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. We're gonna wrap Alan this. Alan Bradley is fantastic. We're we gonna wrap this thing up. But uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, go check out the Paisley Five and Dime. Look it up on Facebook, and also make sure that you join uh, P Bay. Right? Uh, check that out. Again, if you're trying to find some print stuff to collect, or you're looking for that rare item, or whatever. Chances are you're going to find it on there. And, and I always say it's better to buy it from other fans as opposed to just some 
random dude or you know you, you don't really know if they're really about the culture or whatever at least here you know it's being curated by a guy who's really about some print stuff which is eric so i definitely support their site and what they do uh once again eric i thank you for joining us sir um thank you very much for your time oh man anytime and again people the third annual paisley midwest party is july 15th so you get your tickets and go check it out. I've heard a few people say they're going to this. So it's definitely the thing to do. I would try to go myself, but I'm going to go see the revolution that day. They come in to Seattle. So I got to see that. Uh, but if not, I would have. Oh, yeah. Got to be the revolution. There. Yeah. Got to check that out. Oh, before we get up out of here, I'm acting like yes, I don't sir. know. I don't know what's going on. Big sexy. You. So did you have a question for Eric that we didn't cover? I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 actually I do. Um, as far as official versus unofficial, how does that relate with things that were available overseas? Like, for instance, if somebody, like back in the day, I used to have the laser disc for, oh God, Three Chains of Gold and Sacrifice mm-hmm. Victor and Undertaker. What if somebody came across like a laser of the Love Sexy you know, show? Would you guys be okay with that as opposed to someone saying I've got a I'm going to date myself an SVH desk copy of that same show right the the VHS there were some released in England that were in PAL format and those are official releases any of the imports are fine um, all the all the laser discs that you just uh, mentioned those are all authentic items they were officially released and are good to go. Um, the problem is that since it wasn't released in the United States, a lot of people have digitally transferred them over to DVDs, made their own little homemade covers, and they try to sell that. And that's a no-no because we uh, we can't do the bootleg thing. Um, like I said, the Paisley Five and Dime has been monitored and watched very closely since day one. And... Um, because I've held it in the right place, that's also why um, I was nominated. Oh, we didn't even get into this, Michael, but... Uh, I was just about to ask you about MP- this, yeah. <laughs> the MPG store? Oh, I know about the this MPG store. Yeah. yeah, the MPG store in Minneapolis was actually based off the Paisley Five and Dime. Um, nice. Most people don't know that, and because I kept everything really quiet, but when Paisley Park contacted me, and wanted to find out more about what I was doing and said, you know, you cannot do the bootlegs. And I, you know, absolutely agreed immediately and helped out in any way I could. And through many of the conversations, I would get calls and they would say, you know, he wants to know about this item. He wants to know about that item. And, you know, we all know who he is. And I would answer the questions and do the best I could. And then after... After a few months, um, I get a call, and she says, uh, he wants to know, or he wants you to move to Minneapolis. And, well, why? And said so he wants you to come up here. He wants to open up a retail store with just his merchandise, and he wants you to run it. And um, at the time, I wasn't. I just wasn't able to move that far, and uh, I was very young and just not able to make that commitment. So I wasn't able to do it, but I stayed on as a consultant and helped out with, here's what you can sell, here's what you can't sell, here's the reasons behind, like um, like selling his normal CDs. There, that just wouldn't be feasible because Walmart at that time had already been established and their purchasing power allowed them to sell much cheaper than what he could sell. So, you know, you could have them in the rack, but you're probably not going to sell many of those, not enough to maintain a brick and mortar store. And, uh, the promotional items, which is another really big ticket item in the collectible world, he can't sell his own promotional items because that's illegal. So it was Really, he was looking for, well, what can I do to have my own store? And, you know, so you you have to do your own exclusive merchandise and do it exclusively through the store only. So that's where the incense, the 
exclusive posters, the other uh, T-shirts that he would do at the store level. Um, that all came from the concept that I put out to them early on back in 93. And uh, so, yeah, the MPG store, for all practical purposes, it was uh, that was my brainchild. I never got to see it, but Man, uh, that's amazing. I had a lot of involvement. Yeah, I had a lot of involvement in it, but it was all behind the scenes, and that basically came out of some other work I was doing for him behind the scenes back during that day too. Um, nobody knew that I even did work for him until recently, but um, I was quiet about it for twenty twenty three years. I just shot my mouth. I didn't say a word about it. Never <laughs> took any credit on it or anything. But um, I'm also a member of the PR alumni group, and that is all former employees that used to work for him and with him. And they do charitable um, fundraising, and all the money that's generated from the PR and alumni goes to helping um, other former employees who need assistance. That's what's what, man. That's an and amazing right now story. We've got to, Go ahead. Well, PR and Alumni is a, it's a fantastic organization, and it's comprised of only former employees. Yep. That's the only people that are even allowed to be in the group. But the genesis behind that was to start, um, to start the charity gap that was gone when he left us. Right, right. He did a lot of charity work that he took no credit on. And with his absence, you know, there was no one to really kick in and do that. So collectively, they started the group. And you've probably seen the T-shirts that have the big heart. And if you look closely inside the heart, it says Paisley Park is in our hearts. Mm -hmm. um, those were designed by Steve Park. And those were sold exclusively through the PR and alumni site as a fundraiser for former uh, um, Paisley Park and PR and employees. So it's a, it's a very big organization, but it's, you know, it's only for charity and it's, you know, to keep awareness that there's a human side to all this too. For sure, every, for sure. every person played a part in helping Prince to build his legacy, helping Prince to keep his legacy. And in his absence, there needs to be some people that are going to step up and do their part to make sure the legacy keeps on so that, um, like Scotty was saying, you know, when this stuff gets dug up years later, because at some point our grandkids are going to be studying Prince and how he handled his business. They're going to be studying Prince to know how this one man was able to play so many different instruments flawlessly and not just play Adam. He played them better than the person that was playing them. Right, right. So, you know, somebody, somebody to keep that going. And along with this charitable work that went vastly, vastly unknown. Most people didn't know the, the, the numbers that he was turning with his charity work until Van Jones spoke out about it in, in the few days following his passing. Uh, Van Jones right. went on CNN and was talking about his all of his humanitarian efforts and the stuff that he did just looking out. I mean, the love for one another was not just a facade. You know, the man lived it. For sure, for sure. So somebody, somebody's got to carry that torch. And uh, no, yes. the uh, Purple Rain Puppet that you mentioned earlier, is yes, um, that's part of that. That was donated by one of our members to sell. And all the proceeds from the sale of that puppet are going to one of the PR and alumni. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, we're, we're doing what we can, and uh, we've had other charity auctions that we've done to raise money for PR and alumni. Uh, Steve Park, if you've been on the page or scroll back through, you'll see that every, every six months, Steve Park and I get together and we do a project, and he'll do an artist print, and I'll come up with a concept and he'll do what he does as far as doing the artwork and bring this concept to life in a piece of art. And we will make a very short number of these things. Um, 
the last one we did, there was only 35 copies made, period. There will never be another. And it was uh, back in March, we did a, um, a print of Prince from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame performance where he did the, the greatest guitar solo of all time. Right, so right. this um, concept was mine, and I went to Steve and said, look, we need to do something for March because, you know, March 15, 2004 was when he got inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and he did that guitar solo that just blew everyone away. So I sent Steve a bunch of pictures from that, um, from that performance, and Steve went in and created a picture that he drew that was none of those pictures. So the actual artist print doesn't even exist. That photo was never taken. That's just something that Steve created from the other images. And those were 35, uh, only 35 copies. All right. And the one before that was a Christopher Tracy print with the lyric, Sometimes It Snows in April behind it. Okay. And that was a, that was a charity print that he did. And once again, it went to a PR alumni. So, you know, we're, we're moving and shaking a lot of things over there. And, um, yeah, man, shout you know, out to keep shout, the charity work going along with. For sure. Shout out to the, the PRN uh, alumni. We actually might be doing something down the line behind the scenes. We'll work on that. And shout out to Steve Park. Hopefully we can get him on the show. Uh, man, we got to, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but we got to, uh, we got to keep it rolling here, unfortunately. Um, again, ladies and gentlemen, you have to check out Paisley Five and Dime, uh, P Bay, and then also the third annual Paisley Midwest Party, July 15th. Again, Mr. Eric Rogers, sir, we thank you for sharing with us and, thank you. and putting it out there. And uh, to the listeners, we thank you guys for sticking with us and getting on board. Uh Shout out to Big Sexy and Sykes, sir. Thank you. And also, not a problem. Always a pleasure. Yes, and also the number one, I got to shout out all of our supporters, uh, whether that's through the donations, and now we have our Patreon situation about to start off. So shout out to all those people, and shout out to everyone who supported us with the all access and keeps that going. As I always say, work it like a job. We will see you next time. Peace. <laughs>